Tell me if it's real or it's fake now Tell me if it's real Cause we don't gotta deal if it ain't now We ain't gotta deal Well our labels match the brand I don't think you understand But I've been ripped off times before So I don't have that time no more so please just knock it off I don't need no more knockoffs If I proceed to pay the cost I can't keep you at a loss Hey guys, we're back for episode 47 and we're glad to have you back this week. We're going to be doing something a little bit different and talking about a project that I'm sure you guys might not have heard of yet, but by the end of this episode, you definitely will will have. Uh, we're going to be joined today by Taishun, uh, one of the founders of Namebase.io. And uh, if you have not heard of Namebase, go ahead and check that out as we get the show rolling. Um, and also Handshake.org to get yourself familiarized with uh, that upcoming public blockchain, which is to launch on September 1st. Um, but before we get into all those nitty-gritty details and what Handshake is and what name Namebase is, uh, let's go ahead and introduce our co-host. So we're joined back again this week with Dr. Corey Petty and Demetric Ferguson. Uh, gentlemen, would you like to introduce yourselves to the audience? Hello, hello, hello. Dr. Corey Petty here. Always a pleasure to be here. Love these guests. Absolutely. I'll echo that sentiment. Demetri Ferguson here. Uh, glad to be back for another episode. And uh, like I said, we're going to be joined today by Taishun. Um, but before we start learning a little bit more about Taishun, let me make sure I can say his name correctly. Taishun, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Ro- Rogier? Rogier. What was it? Rogier. Okay, excellent. Okay, so Taishun Rogier. Um, and so Taishun, so we can go ahead and get this show started. Let's just like very... Whether quickly or how elongated as you would like, fill in the audience on kind of your background, who you are, and just like kind of your history and how you ended up here today, and then we'll move forward into what it is you're working on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Tiashan. My background is in software engineering, so I got my start out in Silicon Valley as a software engineer at Teespring. Actually, uh, ended up leaving high school to start working at Teespring. And at the time, I was a full-stack software engineer, so they were growing internationally, uh, globalizing, and I was working on the front-end and back-end features and trying to help with the globalization. After working at Teespring for about a year, I ended up starting a company called Strong Intro that was a recruiting startup. So we helped tech companies grow their engineering team through employee referrals. We ended up running that for about a year, going through uh, Y Combinator in Winter 16. And then near the end of it, I basically realized that recruiting is a very service-heavy business. It requires a lot of human labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an amazing, amazing thing to do, but it just wasn't really what I wanted to do for the next five, ten years of my life. So that's where I ended up leaving uh, my company, Straw Intro, to go to MIT. So I studied there for two years. That's how I met my co-founder, Anthony, uh, and our other co-founder is TQ. He's coming mm-hmm. from Squarespace. Uh, and that's kind of the, the team as we know it and kind of how we got started. How, um, b- before we get forward into kind of what it is you guys are building, um, maybe you can give us a bit of background into your other, your other co-founders. How did you meet them? Are they, uh, did they all go to school together with you while you were there at MIT? hundred percent. So, uh, TQ, our designer, she's my sister and we actually got her from Squarespace. So she was working at Squarespace before as a product designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of pushed her over from there. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. and- Previously, she was actually with uh, she she worked with Netflix and ZocDoc as well as Framebridge, 
And we're really excited about her because, you know, right now in the crypto space, there's a lot of opportunity to improve the usability of the entire ecosystem. Oh, um, man, I you're think, telling me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I think having a designer on the team, uh, especially on the founding team, is really important for that. And, you know, outside of TQ for uh, Anthony, so, you know, we met in school. That was a funny story. Uh, it was actually one of my one of my friends. He was like a, one of those great connectors. He kind of just knew everyone in school. Um, I asked him, you know, who's the best builder you know? And he ended up introing me to Anthony, and that's kind of how we just got started. We just, you know, basically started working on side projects, side hustles together. He was helping to run Hack MIT at the time, which is MIT's biggest hackathon. Uh, and he also led a team of 20 engineers at TechX at MIT. Uh, so that's kind of how the team all got pulled together and uh, got started working together. Well, how about you guys fill us in on a little bit to the story on what made you decide to start working on Namebase. Give us a kind of a background of what Namebase is. And then Dimitri, Petty, and I will just kind of like come at you with some various questions about what it is you're working on and building. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Namebase, you know, to tell you about why we're building Namebase and why we think Namebase is exciting. First, I need to tell you about Handshake, which is the underlying protocol that we're building on top of. They released their testnet uh recently just in August, and then the mainnet is launching in September. Uh, so it's a really fun thing. Mm-hmm. So essentially what Handshake is doing is they're creating a decentralized DNS system. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of support. It's a really badass team, right? You have Joseph Poon, you have Andrew Lee from Purse, and they created this new por- protocol uh, that helps to decentralize DNS. Um, it's also supported by a lot of really heavy hitters. Like we have A16Z, Sequoia, Founders Fund, Greylock, um, this whole slew of uh, investors and influencers. They're all backing it and supporting it. Um, and so- <laughs> <I meant> some- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, and you. <laughs> And so, and so now that you guys um, have like things going here, and you you decided you wanted to build on top of Handshake, tell us tell us about the product, tell us about what it is and how it utilizes Handshake. Right, right. So the thing that Handshake does is it lets anyone. It's completely compatible with the existing TLD system, and that's important because you know for adoption it needs to be. Uh, but it also lets people register new TLDs, uh, and a TLD is you know if you type in Google.com. Google is the domain, and .com is a TLD. And with Handshake, you can register new TLDs. Uh, the thing is, though, the Handshake team is only building the underlying protocol. And so if you want to end up using Handshake, you need to kind of download their full node or download, go into the CLI and download their client. Um, and it's kind of difficult to use. You have to be a developer to essentially use it. So what Namebase is doing is we're basically building a registrar on top of Handshake so that you can really easily, using our GUI-style interface, uh, make a bid on-chain, you know, register your name, and start managing it. And we basically abstract away all the complexity of using the you know, underlying blockchain uh, so that you know, anyone who's a crypto enthusiast or a developer or you know, any consumer can just use the Handshake blockchain and register their name. All right, and you guys... And- and you can also like buy and sell Handshake, I would imagine, on the on the platform as well. Yep, exactly. So as part of the you know as part of the user experience, we also have an exchange for H and S. So you know people can buy and sell H and S through Namebase. And the main reason we have that is because you know it's it's much better if people can actually acquire the H and S themselves through Namebase and then use it uh, versus having to go through some other system, you know, some other exchange. 
So this sounds like, in short, like a combination of Coinbase plus Namecheap rolled in one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you know, as uh, uh, the interesting thing about building on a, a blockchain project is that it needs to be like this because you need to have HNS to be able to transact on the system. If you build mm-hmm. a normal registrar, right, you wouldn't need to do this, but you, you can't use Handshake without these coins. And so you need to have it integrated in some way. So, mm. so can, can you explain what the coins are for? Why, why do you need the token to have Handshake successful? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the tokens is a really interesting model. So the way that you use the tokens is that when you bid on and register a name and you win it, it's a, it's just through an open auction. So the auction process all happens on chain. If you win the name, let's say you bid uh, 10 HMS on Steven, you win that and then you basically uh, make a transaction to claim your name and then that 10 HMS is then burned. Uh, so you pay that 10 HMS to the network. And actually what that means is because it's burned, every time someone purchases a name, the value of everyone else's HNS now increases because there's less in circulation. Uh, and th- so that's what you use the HNS for. Is so there, it's fairly similar. I'm sorry, go ahead, Petty. I was going to say, it's, it's like because it's burned, uh, is there an inflation mechanism? I can imagine, like, you know, say this becomes the shit. It's like it blows up. Uh, how do we know that we're not just going to eventually run out of HNS? And like, right. so we can't, we can't so, exchange domains, so on and so forth. Exactly. So you can mine more HNS. It's essentially a very similar protocol to Bitcoin. Um, and actually, the implementation is very similar to Bitcoin, which is a Node.js uh, Bitcoin node. Yep. And, it was, it was uh, built that, off of that fork, I believe. Yeah, yep. exactly. So you can, the, you know, in, in basically like every you know few years, it's, you can mine uh, more, less and less, right? It takes like more effort to mine more coins. So that kind of like spans out uh, for a very long time. And you can always mine more coins. So uh, even though your people will be burning coins by uh, spending it uh, on the names, there will always be more. Okay. okay. So let me s- summarize. So first you go to Namebase, and then you buy handshakes, and then you use the handshakes to bid on a domain. Mm-hmm. Top-level domain. And then top-level domain. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully you get it. Hopefully you're not outbid. Mm-hmm. And then you have your domain. Exactly. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the process for the user. Okay. Yep. And from what I understand, it, there's an additional advantage here too, right? So on Handshake, everything is a TLD. So you can have .com, .net, but also like .demetric, .ferguson, .petty, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so then Namebase basically extracts extracts the complexity of having to use the command line interface and allows you to be able to like do this on like a very like seamless UI UX and allows like more consumers to be able to very quickly like purchase their own TLDs. Um, and then individuals can then, I guess sell do- subdomain access to those TLDs. Is that is that a procedure as well? They can. Uh, that can happen. That'll actually have to be managed off chain. So that's a service mm-hmm. that we'll provide. Uh, the other mm-hmm. interesting thing is that you can actually just use your TLD as the name itself. So for example, mm-hmm. right now you would have to type in Steven.com to go to Steven's personal website. But mm-hmm. if Steven owned, uh, you know, dot Steven as a TLD, you can just type in Steven directly into your browser and you would just go to Steven's website. And the the good thing about Handshake that you don't get with the traditional DNS is that the names on Handshake is basically secured by the blockchain. It's secure from DDoS attacks. It's uncensorable. And that's actually a big problem with the DNS names today, right? Everyone knows how Pirate Bay has a new domain name every few months, uh, whereas names on Handshake can never be, you know, removed or seized. 
Um, and then it's also uh, more private because you can actually uh, register these names completely anonymously, which is something that's impossible to do uh, with the current DNS system. There's also the fact that the uh, you have like kind of a, a built-in security system here because the certificate is the public key. Exactly, exactly. And that's probably a concept that's going to be unfamiliar with uh, most people who are listening, I'm assuming. Uh, but essentially, the way that, uh, you know, you can kind of get that green bar in your URL uh and the part of the browser, right, the, the TLS and the SSL, that can be managed by Handshake on-chain and remove a lot of the uh, infrastructure that is necessary today to actually make that work. That's a centralized infrastructure as well. Like certificate authorities is a heavily centralized thing and difficult to kind of maintain kind of a process to get through. And this is a nice way of decentralizing that aspect too. Exactly, exactly. So explain to us a little bit how these HNS requests are like resolved. So is there a specialty browser? Is there a plugin? Is there like how does how does one like interface directly with the HNS network? Definitely the uh, the best way, the more most long term way is you can go into your uh, OS settings and basically point your uh, DNS to the handshake resolvers. Uh, and then for us, we want to make it even easier for people to just kind of even see if they want to do that, right? To so just kind of play around with it and start to get a feel for it. We made a Chrome extension. It's the uh, name-based handshake extension that actually resolves the names. And it's working right now. It resolves uh, URL names through uh, the handshake testnet. So all your normal domains will still work, right? Facebook.com, Google.com, that works. But if you mm -hmm. type in handshake names, that'll also resolve and work correctly. So if you type in G slash, as an example, that'll resolve to name base. Uh, if you type in mm -hmm. Turbo Maze, uh, that'll resolve to uh, my co-founder's personal website as well. And that's all through the test net. So what I, what I want to know for the consumer. So this seems yeah. like, like most, you know, most people are walking around like, I can't wait to name my next website. Like that's just not something <laughs> do. You know, so this is obviously going to be geared for people that need it, that have a need for a domain, a TLD. So mm -hmm. like, what's that value proposition for somebody, you know, they just started a business. Why do they need a TLD? Why do they need to go to name base? Right, definitely. Uh, the, the path to adoption here is honestly, it'll probably go from the outside in. So the first users will likely be users on the fringe. Uh, you can imagine, so for example, um, <clears throat> Google has their own DNS system called 8.8.8.8. And uh, when Turkey banned Twitter, uh, people in Turkey were literally spray painting 8.8.8.8 on uh, walls so that people could you know, point their DNS to that and then start resolving Twitter and they would have access to Twitter even though the government had uh, banned it at the DNS level. Um, so you can imagine in, in, in certain areas and maybe not within the, the U.S. or maybe within certain subcultures of the U.S., right, like where censorship is more of a problem, those people are most likely to adopt it first. And then outside of that, there's also certain websites that a lot of people use that also have to deal with DNS uh, issues on a common basis, right? So Pirate Bay is an example. SciHub is an example. Uh, we'll be trying to help you know, websites like that onboard onto Handshake uh, from the get-go just so those users now have a, you know incentive to actually use it and they uh, have an easy way to get value out of the Handshake name. Uh, you know, most businesses won't have a, you know, much, get much value out of, a, out of using a Handshake name to start. You know, maybe five, ten years from now, that's that'll be, be a different story. Uh, but on day one, you know, if PirateBase was just using Handshake, then now you, you never have to try to find PirateBase new uh, domain anymore. You can always just go to Pirate Bay in your browser, and it'll always resolve to Pirate Bay. Let's talk mm. about squatting. Is that a thing? Squat. Yeah, that's definitely a good question, and that's actually something that 
uh, we were really impressed with the uh, Handshakes team's um, basically they go to mar- market strategy. If you go onto handshakes.org, there is more about it. Uh, but essentially what they're doing, and this is a really novel approach, uh, it's probably the first example of it that I've seen for their uh, airdrop. They call it their faucet. Uh, they're basically giving uh, about 2,500 to 7,500 HNS to uh, developers or free node users uh, or P- PGP email users um, uh, at the start, at mainnet launch. So that's they're giving that out for free. And at the pre-sale valuation, that was worth about you know $250 to $750 worth of free coins. So they're basically uh, giving out through their faucet a lot of coins to uh, the developer community because they want developer buy-in. Um, and what that means is that everyone has roughly the same buying power on day one, which means that um, you know pe- some people might try to squat domains, but they won't really be able to because no one will have uh, much more HNS than anyone else. Mm, mm, mm. So it's kind of like the system is going to grow with it. And if you're going to want to squat, you're going to need to just be a part of the system early. But even then, you're going to have to renew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got it. So a little bit easier than like, uh, well, a little bit more improved than like ENS, where like there was always like like people just running bots and scripts and just like you know, basically bidding for all the really good like TLDs like right yeah. out of the gate. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there was a problem with that. Also, um, what was it? Blockstacks previously one name. Uh, I think yeah. they had that issue as well. Um, mm-hmm. So is I think that 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 strategy is really well thought out. The other thing that's really well thought out about Handshake is that they want to prevent a situation where someone who hears about it on the first day, or like for example, me, I know about it uh, and it's still in testnet. Maybe someone learns about it a month after mainnet. Um, if you know I was ready on day one of mainnet, then I would have an advantage, right? Because I can just bid on all these really good names, and no one would really be competing with me. But mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're only making uh, a certain portion of the names available each week up through the first year. So the names that if you come on day one, a lot of the names that you want to uh, register, they won't be available until a little bit later, right? You can imagine a few months uh, up to the first year. So that's someone who comes on later, you know, six months from now, will still have access to half of the really great names. Uh, so that's a great uh, strategy just to prevent, you know, in, in addition to making sure that everyone has relatively equal buying power. Uh, now there you don't even have a time advantage, which is an amazing thing. So so what do you think are going to be some upcoming challenges like as you're trying to get this out of the gate and get some initial adoption with name base? I mean, I mean, we always have been trying to find different ways to make the Internet new, cool and exciting and interesting again, like back in the day. And I think one of the fun and interesting ways to do that is just with naming because it adds a level of like personality um to the web and allows you to just like kind of really make something yours and i think that's really cool so so what are some what are some challenges you foresee as from like the consumer retail side and trying to get folks on board definitely i think the most important thing uh that we'll be focused on is just my making handshake as easy to use as possible and basically building our onboarding in such a way and the tooling in such a way that people get it as soon as quickly as possible because you know a decentralized dns system is kind of a complicated uh, idea and usually it, you know, yeah, most people don't know how the internet works. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, even if I'm explaining to a developer, sometimes I can just sit down with them for 30 minutes and, uh, it'll still take time to, you know, make it click. And so I think what's important though, is by making handshake usable to people, even before they understand it, uh, we created the uh, Chrome extension. So that was kind of like a, a good interim solution, but 
you know, for example, one thing that we can do is make a really easy, uh, like, you know, Windows app or Mac app so that it can change your DNS settings at the OS level automatically so you don't have to go into your settings. And then you have that ready uh, from the get-go and you don't have to change it anymore. Uh, because basically the, the way that it works is like resolving the DNS through a Chrome extension is, uh, is usable, but it's not the best solution. And so we'll be creating uh, more solutions to make it even more usable. So would you describe the kind of plugin extension and everything that you guys have now currently that runs in the browser to resolve things? Would you, would you put that as like an app comparison to like kind of how MetaMask works in the browser in order to like, you know, manage your different Ethereum accounts and then like, you know, interact with Web3. But in this instance, this mm -hmm. just allows you to interact with the Handshake blockchain and then resolve the DNS like locally in your client? Definitely, definitely. Uh, so we... We do have plans to integrate more functionality into the extension. Right now, what it essentially does is it's resolving the uh, basically the IP address using the Handshake network. It's resolving the IP address associated with your Handshake name uh, and then putting it in and uh, creating requests for that. And so I would say it works differently than MetaMask, although in the future, if as we integrate more functionality into it, it could work very similar to MetaMask. We can, you know, manage your handshake names through it. You can manage your HNS through it. Uh, that'll, that'll come later in the future. Um, and that is also along the lines of, you know, part of our mission of making handshake more usable because just having something like that right in your browser would be, you know, really great. Um, in terms of... Uh... A security vulnerability. I, I see like the, the the browser extension almost becoming a middleman between your browser and your and your uh, your, your DNS resolver of your local network. Uh, is that right. is that what's currently going on? And do you see any type of potential risk for people trying to inject themselves into that browser extension for trying to take over or hijack uh, DNS resolving? Um, so that in general, like a, a malicious browser extension, uh, definitely. Uh, it would be a vulnerability. The The way that the extension works is that it's basically intercepting the request and creating a new, because normally the request would go to nowhere and it yeah. creates a new request to the actual website. Uh, and that that method of uh, resolving the request is not ideal, right? Because you want, you want it to be going through the handshake uh, system end-to-end. Uh, -end, and that's why we would yeah. create the like actual Windows client. Uh, and essentially, the, the way that the extension works now is basically just to let people kind of see how Handshake works and actually kind of like get it. Yeah. Uh, we find a lot of times when we're showing people the first time that they're using, uh, the, when we explain it to them, you know, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. But then when we show them using the extension, uh, res you know, resolving a name through it, then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, that makes sense now. Uh, so it's really meant for that more so than being like a long-term solution yeah. for actually resolving the name. It's great that you already have it yeah, implemented. Have you have you used the um like the parity Ethereum integration for the browser back before they changed that stuff up, Petty? It's kind of like that where like you would like have like your node, your parity node, and then you would use that like locally. Yeah. I think. Is that kind of the is it. that kind of the end game? You would guys eventually want people like using like a like basically running a version of the SPV, and then you could you run you connect to the SPV through your plugin in the browser. Um, I feel like the end game is the, like I don't know about the parody thing, but I think the I think the focusing on the extension too much is probably the wrong direction because mm. given the way that extensions work, like extensions in general, uh, you don't want to give them too many permissions. It's much better if you just actually resolve your uh, DNS through the Handshake network directly instead of working yeah. through an extension. And that uh, just so becomes part of the browser. Got yeah, it, got it, got it. 
Exactly. Yeah. So we, we would be more focusing on doing that because that's a much better long-term solution uh, than the short-term extension for resolution. So like click, click, set up resolvers going, and then that's all the consumer needs to think about. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That sounds like a much better usability. Um, so, so what are, uh, I guess to kind of close up here, uh, and kind of, since we're like, we've really ingested a lot of information about name base, let's, uh, let's just kind of like, uh, take a step back and kind of like, w- what have you learned through this like process of getting name base, like up and going here and like, you know, building a product for a, a public blockchain that's not quite live yet. Yeah, uh, and sort of like what, what's, what's some lesson learned or some challenges that maybe you, we can, we can pull from that. Um, uh, the first thing is just uh, as a matter of the domain is I learned a lot. You know, I was a developer before, right? So I knew how the DNS worked. I knew, you know, I always bought domains myself and all that. Uh, but learning how the DNS works at a deeper level and also just how insecure it is, it's actually really surprising how, uh, like, our system even works in the first place. Like, everything's really duct taped together uh, <laughs> in our current system. And it's kind of... <laughs> the... Um, the other interesting thing is, you know, building a product on top of a blockchain, it's the product development cycle is very similar to building a normal product. Uh, you know, you still have the same usability concerns. You still need to get the design and the uh, actual like functionality of the product uh, working really well for the consumer. And that's something that doesn't change even if you're building a crypto project. And, you know, that's that aligns with what I said previously, which is, you know, I still think there's a lot of opportunity for crypto projects to focus more on the end user versus just the underlying technical implementation. Um, and I would say that's probably the the biggest learning. And then the third one is it's uh, you just got to be also safer with things, right? Because on the blockchain, it's like if you submit a transaction when you basically like can't take it back, right? So the, the stakes are like a little bit higher, but I think that's also make, what makes it more interesting. So I guess to kind of close up here, what's some things that the audience can uh, look forward to as we're waiting for uh, Handshake to go live and Namebase to go live? Like what can they do in preparation or what sort of dates are like kind of should we look, be looking for? Definitely. Uh, I would say, well, first of all, if you go to Namebase.io, you can uh, basically uh, throw in your email and be notified when we launch our private beta. And the the biggest thing is I would go to Handshake.org and go through their testnet flow. If you're a developer with a GitHub account, or if you've ever used you know, IRC and Freenode uh, or PGP email, try to go through handshake.org and uh, collect your uh, faucet because you get basically like $250 or up to $750 of free coins. The mm-hmm. other thing is, even if you don't uh, think you would qualify, you can sign up for Namebase and for the private beta, we're actually gonna be giving people uh, free testnet coins to use. Uh, so we have a number of test, testnet coins that we mine uh, on the testnet, and so we can get you started and kind of show you how to use Handshake and Namebase uh, even before the mainnet launches. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Taishun. Uh, thanks for all the information and the breakdown for Handshake. I think it might be one of the first podcasts to really have anyone on from anyone that's spoken to anyone that's built anything on Handshake. Uh, so that's great. Um, and I'm looking forward to you guys launching that. And uh, once you guys have, like, gone out there and, and uh, you guys have shown Brian Armstrong that you can have more than one base uh, <laughs> and you guys have, like, have killed the game, uh, we'll have you back on here and, and, and tell us tell us what you've learned after that. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. And thanks for having me. No problem, man. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. Take care. Tell me if it's real or it's fake now. Tell me if it's real. Because we don't got to deal if it ain't now. We ain't got to deal. 
Well, our labels match the brand I don't think you understand But I've been ripped off times before So I don't have that time no more so please just knock it off I don't need no more knockoffs If I proceed to pay the cost I can't keep you at a loss uh.